E-S-N-Y. their third fourth fifth and 22nd prospects uh, that's how you clean out a farm system real quick i don't know how they escape with their top prospects and somehow bomb garnered we had a bunch of no trades right yeah and the yankees were on it i don't know why nobody wants to play for the yankees it's not like we were world series favorites before today and all of a sudden, now the Astros are the World Series favorites. I have someone's Facebook status ingrained in my memory because he said the Yankees are going to get smoked by the Astros when they play each other in the in the playoffs. Right. I'm I'm going to be honest. I might. I'm kind of worried about that. I'm not saying I'm not worried, but I'm just holding on to it. So if it doesn't happen, I can just go right back to it and comment on it. Yeah. Just when it comes to the playoffs, I always feel uncomfortable not having. Like, if I know well, that my... Yeah, that sucks. But this kid always says that Yankee fans are the worst, and all he does is, like, his status today was, like, George Steinbrenner's rolling over in his grave right now because he didn't oh, do anything. get over yourself. And he's like, Yankees fans are the worst. I'm like, Mets fans are just as bad as Yankee fans. We all suck. Mets fans don't know when to give up. I was talking to our good buddy Chris today, and he was saying, I don't know, the Mets might be climbing back into this, so maybe we have to uncounsel them. That's how it always happens. Oh, you can't undo that. No, you can't undo a console. He's done it. So if they win, I, we could just say it's not even like he was rooting them, rooting for them. Because here he counted them out in June. Yeah. Well, I just, this happens to the Mets all the time. I just they never see it coming. It's at least like all right, clockwork every year. Yeah, it's similar with the Knicks, where there will always be like a brief moment of hope where you're like, oh, this this team might actually not be that bad. We got some options. Everyone can score a little bit. We got some good defenders. And then come December, you know, we're out of the playoff picture already. Yep. Uh, the Mets are just like, kind of hanging around. I don't think he realizes that while the Mets did, in fact, get better over the trade deadline, every single team that they're trying to take a wild card spot from also got better. Like, they're five games out of the wild card, and the, both the Phillies and the Nationals both got better. The Braves are going to run away with that division, I think. And All the Mets added was Stroman, right? Yeah, and the Mets helped the Phillies get better. Yeah, they traded away Vargas. That's right. I saw a report today that the Mets wanted to flip Stroman to the Yankees for higher level prospects for for Garcia and uh, who was I think it was Florial and Garcia that I saw the report on. I was like, I just don't think that's true at all. I don't believe that. In They're the not slightest. that smart. No, there's no way that the Mets would ever. They haven't done a deal with the Yankees since 2004. Like they just yeah. don't want a deal. And they came out and said when they were talking about Syndergaard, and this is 100% accurate, by the way. This isn't them just like being the Mets, like being dumb. It's 100% accurate that if they traded Noah Syndergaard, he would flourish if he went to a team like the Yankees or the Astros. Because we actually know, like we have the analytics to make him better. Like when Garrett Cole went to the Astros, he went from a really good pitcher to all of a sudden he's getting Cy Young votes every year. 
Yeah. They just added six miles an hour to his fastball and got filthy because they have the best pitching analytics department maybe in the entire league. I would say in the entire league. Everyone who goes there is just a good pitcher, which is why I don't want to see them in a playoff series now that they got Zach Greinke. I mean, if we see him, if we see him in the DS somehow, uh, let's say, I don't know, the Indians go on a run and the Yankees end up with the second best record and the Astros with the third best record or whatever, we match up with them in a five-game set. Are you telling me you just need Verlander, Cole, and Granke to get one win each to knock us out? Now, I don't feel comfortable with that. Nope, absolutely not. And you're going to see one of those guys twice, too. Probably Cole. So you're saying you maybe have a chance at game four and the other games, you just got to hope that your pitcher also throws a shutout? Yeah, it you makes... just got to hope that one of our starters doesn't give up three runs and, you know, Hap gives them up pretty much in the first four batters. Yeah, well then, these days. I'll just I'll just kick it off then. Today's July thirty first, episode twenty two of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York. It's the trade deadline edition, and Brian Cashman made a huge mistake. Traded away yeah. Joe Harvey. Yeah, that was devastating. Um, I don't. Might as well call off the World Series now. I know for just a single A twenty year old pitcher. Come on, Joe Harvey should net you at least two middle infielders. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see what he sees in this single A guy. Because Harvey know. pitched in the majors this year a couple of times, so I'm just very know, We got one major league pitcher. We got one guy in single A. I'm not gonna let's not bring up the age difference. Well, I guess the Mets kind of did the same thing, right? They traded for a single A catcher, a double A catcher that's batting 190. Yeah, they got nothing in return. They saved two million dollars. That was their big thing. Like that was the big return on the Vargas trade was that they saved a little bit of money. Yeah, the Wilpons needed like a new pool or something in one of their like eighteen houses they own. So like, yeah. let's just if you trade Jason Vargas away and save two million, there it is. There's the pool right there. Unbelievable. And I don't. When we were talking to the Blue Jays, we were talking about. I know Cashman probably wasn't talking about this. We'll never know what actually went on in the negotiations, but we could have put together a much better prospect package for Marcus Stroman than the Mets did. They didn't even get top 100, top 100 guys out of the Mets. Yeah, it must have been. Obviously, he was asking for a lot because it was in division. Yeah. But, but I mean, Cashman just must believe in those guys more than bigger. anything. He just must really believe in those guys that we have. And he doesn't want to give them away before he gives them a chance. Yeah. I mean, I like. have you ever seen Garcia's highlights? He's very he's, good. He's, he's very he's good. Filthy. He's got filthy shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe Cashman knows something we don't. Maybe he knows more about. I'm sure. I mean, he should. He probably knows more about Patanza, Severino, Montgomery, and Garcia than anybody. So maybe he just feels like Severino's going to come back and be the same. Maybe he feels Montgomery. Montgomery may come back and just start contributing, and maybe Garcia in September can start contributing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what else the plan would be, but that. Even when we do get Severino it. back, though, it's not like we can't count on him to yeah, go five. Yeah, he's not innings. the ace that we think. Uh, he's not an ace, but oh, he's coming off an injury. He, he's not going to be the same he was the first half of last year. Yeah, I mean, he'll, that stuff will still be there, but he's not going to have. He's not going to be able to go deep into games. You don't know that it's going to be quite as sharp. He might struggle with control. Like you don't know what could happen. So I don't know. I wanted. I mean, I wanted Cashman to go out and get a starting pitcher, and by the end of it, the only realistic option I saw was Robbie Ray, who's not that good. Well, you saw what the Diamondbacks wanted for Robbie Ray, did you? They wanted Clint Frazier and three prospects, correct? I believe. Well, I think believe they wanted Clint Frazier. I think believe Garcia was one of the prospects they wanted. No, hard and pass. then someone said two of the prospects, and then they said they even asked about Glaber Torres, which they were just being assholes at that point. Then they were just fucking with him. Yeah, 
The Detroit Tigers asked for Glaber Torres for Matt Boyd. Who? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if we we're going to go play like one for one with Glaber Torres on a pitcher, it's not Matt Boyd. No, it's, it's Mike Trout. I'd rather put Mike Trout on the mound and trade Glaber Torres. <laughs> like, I'm I just saying, realistically, if there was a pitcher out there that we could go one for one for, it's not Matt Boyd. And I don't even think it was really any of the pitchers available. I would say there is maybe, maybe Walker Bueller, who's obviously, it was no one available. But I'm just but saying, he's just young, generally, he's, he's, he's not available, but he's young. Like, you're not going to go Madison Bumgarner, Glaber Torres, or any yeah. of those. Like, that's just not going to happen. I don't even see. I don't think there's anyone in the league I would trade Glaber Torres for. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't trade him for two years of Max Scherzer because we're talking about Glaber Torres could be a star in New York for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe Walker Bueller because he's young and he's controlled for a lot of years and he's already nasty. But even then, I'd be like, well, I don't really want to give up the middle infielder who's already a two-time All Star. Yeah, I I think well Cashman's thing. I don't know everyone's contracts specifically. But from my understanding, everybody who's currently on the team right now and currently playing on a day-to-day basis, obviously besides like CC retiring, and I don't know the pitchers' contracts too well, but the, the players themselves, the, the infield and the outfield, position players really, I think they're under contract for a we couple got, more years, almost everybody, right? We got Didi coming up for free agency this year. He's coming uh, up with that, so that's yeah. a big one. DJ might get an extension. I, I would be shocked I would be, like, we would be shocked DJ. if Didi gets an extension before the year's over. But everyone else still under contract right for yeah. at least next year so maybe he's thinking he's going to play free agency better he's going to try to make a run at this year he's got and then basically we actually our pitching staff i hate to say it improves automatically as soon as our season's over because cc's gone well he's they're not going to leave him off the postseason roster no, I'm saying, talking- as, soon as, the, as soon as the season's over like we lose we're out wherever it ends oh yeah like as soon as the season's over pack our bags and go home the pitching staff gets better well, you know, I'll never, I'll never say CC is a bad pitcher. He's, he's exactly what you want out of a fifth starter, I think. But the problem is we've had to rely on him to be like a three starter That's at the some problem. point That's this year. Like, so the rest that, of the, pro- that problem's gone. I know, but if, if CC's your fifth starter the way he's supposed to be, then I don't think it's a problem that you have him there because he does put up good numbers. It doesn't look pretty. He doesn't have the same wipeout stuff he used to have, but he can give you a quality start or at least five innings and keep you in the game. That was the big yeah, problem this looks, past week. He just looks so exhausted out there right now. Yeah, why, like I'm getting tired of watching him pitch. It, it just looks like he's just tra- like he's giving it his all. He's a gamer, but it's just he just I, doesn't have. It I just anymore. can't believe we didn't do anything. I'm well. I was looking at it because for those people who don't understand, I don't know if anyone listens to this doesn't know. I don't even know if anyone even listens to this. But there's no waiver in August. This thing is anymore. it. This, this is it. This is legitimately it. Unless there's some f- someone who's currently not playing on a baseball team right now. Or someone that, gets DFA'd and yeah, Cashman sees something special in him. This is it. This is legitimately all This is our you team have. now. Yeah. This is this our is team. This is the team. <laughs> this is it. This is what we got. Which is the biggest difference from years past to, to this year. You were able, like, uh, the Astros got Justin Verlander in August. August 31st. Yeah. The so, very last day and the, the very last second. Just like... They also got Zach Granke today at the very last second. I honestly thought Granke got pulled from his start today. He pitched against the Yankees today. We went into a rain delay, 36 minutes long, and everyone was shot. Oh, I would have figured Granke would have come back out, but I guess, you know, a long wait for a pitcher that's half an hour. Maybe you just don't want to push him, knowing that you could trade him. And then we find out he just got traded, like five minutes before the deadline hit. So the to worst the possible place in the world. To the Astros. I think he's going to hate it there, though. 
That that was really pissing me off this week. Uh, Yankees Twitter in the past week and a half has been like on some extra extra stupid shit because the starting rotation had a historically bad week. Like I can't stress that enough. This was historically oh, like the terrible. worst week of pitching of all time in Yankees history. We have never been this bad as a rotation. It happened to happen right before the trade deadline. So everyone's like, oh, we got to go get this guy. We got to go get this guy. We got to have to go get guys who are back end of the rotation guys. Guys who you don't, you don't even want Robbie Ray pitching in a postseason game. You don't want that guy taking the ball for you. I mean, he's a good pitcher, but if you're trying to contend for a World Series, it's not Robbie Ray. That's not your guy. And not to say that the guys that we have are the guys, but you can't sell off the entire farm. It's not about hugging the prospects. No, I agree. You just can't, you can't go all in with what was available to you. No, exactly. And you, people want to say, oh, we should have gotten Mike Miner. Well, Mike Miner had a no-trade clause to the Yankees. Should have gotten Zach Granke. I'm oh, he had a no-trade clause pitchers, to the Yankees. Yeah, I'm not saying that any of the, the pitchers that were available aren't good. I'm not saying Marcus Stroman isn't good. I'm not saying, I mean, Stroman, I didn't know Zach Stroman Greinke, was the only one I... I didn't even I, know Granke was available. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, um, Stroman was the only one I thought was Stroman, realistic. But even for Stroman, I'm not giving up what people thought they should give up. People saying they should give up Glaber Torres and two prospects, it's unreal, unbelievable. No, I would never give up Glaber Torres. Absolutely not. They asked and for Garcia, and control, I was even hesitant about how that. How many years does Stroman have left on his deal? Is he a free agent at the end of the year? He's, a, he's got a year and a half. He's got next season under control, too. Yeah, so you would trade. like That's the part that doesn't make any sense. You were going to give all that up for Marcus Stroman with no guarantee that in two years he's even on the team. Yeah. And you're someone's like, well, gonna... shit, we're back in the same spot we just were. Yeah, that's the way it goes with pitchers like that. The Yankees aren't going to have a lot of money to re-sign Marcus Stroman if they trade for him. Exactly. Because we're locked up. All the money's locked up. So a team like the Twins or something, some nobody team is going to be like, you know what, I think Marcus Stroman is the guy that pushes us over the edge. And they're going to go and overpay for him. And they will overpay for him. And we won't be able to match it because you don't want to take all the penalties that it takes to, to match whatever contract offer he gets. And it's just... Stroman was the only realistic one, but the asking price was too high. So what are you going to do? I mean, Madison Bumgarner didn't want to come to the Yankees. Zach Greinke, had his, the Yankees are on his no-trade list because he has like the most severe anxiety of all time. And uh, people, then, they didn't even know. They're like, oh, Zach Greinke's good. We should get him. Yeah, but the second he gets into the New York media, it's going to eat him alive because he has severe anxiety. And that's a, that's a shitty thing for him to have to deal with, but that's why he loves pitching in Arizona because he can just go out, he can do his job. If the team stinks, no one really no cares. No one's paying attention. Yeah, which is why I think he's going to hate Houston because now he's going right into a championship run and all this attention is now on the Houston Astros because they're the number one team in the league. Everyone's looking at the Astros being like, all right, that's the clear favorite now because of the pitching staff. You've got to rely on Zach Granke in the playoffs. And he doesn't have a great playoff streak. It's not great. Now you could say you could say he went to the Dodgers and he was fine during the regular season, but that's the West Coast. Nobody really cares on the West Coast about baseball, except A's fans. They're lunatics. Not a lot to do in Oakland. No, I mean the best player to maybe ever play the game plays in Los Angeles, and you couldn't even if he walked down the street. I don't think anybody would turn and be like, "Is that no one? Crowd? No, no one knows who he is." Yeah, the average baseball fan or the casual fan wouldn't be able to pick him out of casual lineup. fan has no idea who Mike Trout is. He's just a name that pops up on baseball tonight and be like, Oh, that guy's got some pretty good numbers. You don't realize he's just some kind of pudgy kid from New Jersey. Like it just doesn't look like that. You expect him to look like Ken Griffey jr. You just oozing swagger out of his ass. But either way, we didn't do anything at the deadline. We didn't make any moves. 
there were no moves to be made. Uh, you can't say it enough. There was nothing to be done. It's not on Brian Cashman. Everyone's blaming Cashman. Everyone's getting the hashtag fire they were Cashman. They just trying to take advantage out. of him. They were just going to, every GM was just trying to see, they were trying to pull a Cashman on Cashman. Exactly. And it's, it's rightfully so, because you know what? Brian Cashman fleeces everybody in trades. Fleeces them. And he overhypes his prospects better than anyone. I, if I didn't see Garcia pitch, I would have automatically assumed that this was just another, like a Jorge Mateo situation, where I was like, oh, this oh is, God. yeah, this is the guy. This is going to be, when we trade him to the, Oakland, to the Oakland A's, him and Dustin Fowler, oh, man, they are going to be nasty. And James Caprillion. Oh, boy, that would have been a really great package if they were anything close to what the Yankees made them sound like. Who did we get for that one? Sonny Gray. Which, I mean, obviously, Sonny Gray didn't work out in New York. We got a few good starts out of him, though. Who was the catcher that we traded to Seattle? Seattle. Montero, right? Oh, Jesus Montero, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, yo, Montero's the truth. I can't even remember what we got for him. You know, I saw a scouting report one time for Gary Sanchez when he was getting signed. I think he got like a huge international contract. And one of the scouts said, I don't know, he's pretty good, but he's no Jesus Montero. Yeah. Imagine looking back on that quote now and being like, God damn it. I I advise my team to pass on Gary Sanchez because I didn't think he was as good as Jesus Montero. I couldn't even tell you where Jesus Montero is right now. I believe he's still in Seattle. I'm going to find find Myers, though. Yeah. I mean, he has to be. He's just not good. (laughs) I I still can't remember what we got for him. I mean, that's, that was the same thing with, with Caprillion and Dustin Fowler is that we thought we got the... Those guys, with everything that went on with Sonny Gray and how terrible he was, we still got the better end of that deal. Like Sonny Gray pitched for us, and he had a few good games. Now, Dustin Fowler kind of plays. I don't think he's playing every day there. I don't watch Oakland A's baseball every day, so I wouldn't know. But I can't... Oh, oh boy. I, he's in AAA right now. Yeah, there was an article written about him yeah. uh, when we played the Mariners early on in the year. Yikes. So, yeah, the, I mean, Cashman fleeces everybody on trades. Look what we got D.D. Gregorius for Shane Green, who's now a really good relief pitcher for Detroit. Oh, well, now the, now the Braves. But he wasn't good for Arizona. And then we got Aaron Hicks for John Ryan Murphy. Just Cashman knows how to find these guys. Luke Voigt for Chase and Shreve and Giovanni Gallegos. Gallegos is the only one who's having a solid year. Yeah, and even... Well, I shouldn't say that, but in that trade, he's actually not that bad this year. No, he's not bad, but he's not... But he was not contributing the same as Luke Voigt. Yeah. And he was the afterthought in that trade, too. People are like, oh, we got Chase and Shreve. He's a lefty. And Chase and Shreve had, like, a good... Chase and Shreve sucked. He had, like, a good three-month span in 2015 where it was him, Justin Wilson, and then going to the back end of the bullpen, uh, Miller, Chapman, and Batanzas. And it was just whoever that sixth-inning guy was, whether it was Shreve or Justin Wilson, would just lock it down. And that was for like three months, and then Shreve fell off the face of the earth and never returned. But I mean, Cashman gets the better end of all these deals, so I wouldn't be shocked if teams are looking at guys. Like the Blue Jays are looking at Stroman. He's having a pretty good year. They're saying, I'm sorry, why exactly do you want Marcus Stroman to play against us now? What's the exact reasoning? Because you have a reason for everything that you do. You find you find the value in all of these players. Oh well. It was a disappointing trade deadline. I thought we escaped it. I thought it was going to be fine. Trevor Bauer going to Cincinnati, that's weird. That's just weird. Can can we talk about 
the other part of the trade? Which part? The other part of that. The other Yasiel Puig. <laughs> I want to bring up. Just want to bring it up. Earlier in the year, you said you would take the Yankees versus Yasiel Puig in a fight. Absolutely. I stand by that. But you were saying one for one person on one person, Yasiel Puig versus Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> I'm still, t- I'm still I taking mean, them. I'm taking them. Yeah, the man doesn't fear the reach. anything. Think of the reach. He wasn't even in the game. He, he's not even legally the Reds' property anymore as a player. And, like, oh, my God. What Just running animal. right in for a brawl. I'm talking about Amir I want that kid. I want that kid Garrett on my team. Yeah, Amir Garrett, he threw down. He was run off, running right like off the mound. The, the like, whole All right, breakdown of the whole scenario, when he comes in and he's just, like, you know he's just going to fuck somebody up. Like, he had yeah. no intentions of staying in that game. He probably, If it was up to him, he probably would have got out of the game first batter. He probably would have threw. Yeah. The fact that his bench he wasn't coach even had to come out to, yeah, and he starts he talking to him and he's, and he's pretty much just like, you need to start warming somebody up right now because I'm about to get tossed from this game. And yeah. the bench coach is like, wait, what? And he's like. Come on, have somebody start throwing because he was not Garrett's even listening to the bench coach the... whatsoever. No, it was like, not even in, he puts in the his club mind. over his mouth, and I'm just gonna assume he's like, I'm about to fuck somebody up. So just get, I'm out. I'm I'm useless now. I'm about to be gone for ten games. Yeah, so... and he did. And you can tell the way he ran over there. Like that's someone who's been in a fight before. He didn't go on full sprint. He was ready. He was hands up, a nice casual jog. Like and his he was first ready punch to throw actually, down. His first punch actually whiffed, but the follow ups he got, yeah. unbelievable. Well, that's what that's that's the Joe Kelly syndrome. Anytime you're about to get punched, you just Olay him, and then he's like, "Oh, I won the fight." Yeah, but what? Never, that's what I, Joe I, Kelly am, fight I am club. here. He I am fight. here for that to happen in baseball every week. Oh, brawls! I, just, I love brawls. Oh my god! I and there's a screenshot brawl. of some kid in the stands just having the absolute time of his life watching this brawl, and it's oh, God. I love sports. He's Did just see- sitting there, bright eyed, like ear to ear, eyes wide open, just like. These guys are clobbering each other, and he could not have been happier. Did you see the angle of uh, they were taking the video from left field, and you could see everyone's just throwing down, and then this like heavy, heavy set cop just kind of walks slowly. Oh, he just walks the away. Path. He just turns his back. He he's just like, turns I'm not around. Shit he's like, right now. Oh, someone should probably do something about that. I don't know. Yeah, he's just. Isn't that amazing? I always found that astounding. What? Yeah, like that there are police officers on the field at every stadium, and when there's just. A massive brawl breaking out. They don't do anything. They just sit there and let everyone else handle yeah. it. Just I mean, like, I don't hey, want to tell hey, you how to do your job, but I think crimes are being committed. Yeah, I just it's it's just a funny thing. They all just sit there and just like, wow, those guys are really going at it. I wish yeah. someone legally could stop speaking, it. I'm pretty sure it's assault. Yeah. That, but that was that was my favorite part of the whole trade deadline. Is the guy is not even in. He's not even on the team anymore. And he's just out there just because he's just trying to get one last crack at the Pirates because yeah. he hates the Pirates. They do not like each other at all. No, and they, they hate each Chris other. Chris Archer got ragdolled that entire fight. Oh, Chris Archer's Hysterical. a bitch. I never understood why people valued Chris Archer so much. He's like, like he always had good stuff, but he just just never good. And it's it's one thing to have good stuff. It's another thing to uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm and just gonna say he's it. not tough either because the guy in his face was Sonny Gray. So that's yeah. a bad look for him. Well, that's exactly who I was gonna bring up. I don't I don't wanna say this, but I'm gonna say it. Sonny Gray does have good stuff. It doesn't matter when it gets hit all over the fucking ballpark. But I mean, when you have good stuff, you also have to throw it well. And Chris Archer just never has. He had two like really good years, and the Pirates gave away the entire farm. 
for him. And by the entire farm, I really just mean Austin Meadows, who is an animal in Tampa Bay now. I am currently benefiting from having him on my fantasy baseball team. It's tough playing fantasy baseball and being like a fan. The guy will root for Austin Meadows, but I also like I want him to go four for four with four home runs, but I want everybody else to go over. And well, I want fantasy sports fantasy sports turn you into a bad fan. Yeah, they do. Which I try not to pay too much attention to it, but also, you know, I can't be having people beat me in fantasy baseball. I just can't I can't have it. Now like um, Amanda is running the table with the league. Yeah, she hustled you guys. Yeah. Starting off with the team name, please go easy on me. All of a sudden, you're 11 and 2, and the team name changed to please don't go easy on me. Yeah, all right, Amanda. Rub it in your face. I hope I hope she listens to this one. She listens sometimes. I know. I hope she listens to this one, and I just want to say, fuck you, Amanda. I see what you did. You're a snake. Yikes. Uh, so back to the Yankees. Because that's pretty much, oh, well, we were talking about Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer got traded to the Cincinnati Reds. That's the second guy I really wanted. Yeah. I wanted him to he, he pulled it on Rico, too. He think I can throw them ball over that mountains over there? Yeah, throw that this ball over them scoreboards and just oh. tosses it. And Terry Francona just being like, what Bro. the fuck is wrong with you is at all time. And he's just like, go sit down. Like, that's like a, how he like tries to apologize right away. It was like watching a kid on your like little league team. Like either like hit some or like say something to the ump, and he's just like, "What? What the hell is wrong? like? Go sit down, sit down, and just think about what you've done." And I'm sorry, it. please don't take me out of the game. Yeah, he's a lunatic. I would have loved to see him come to New York just to see him fight with Mike Francesa every single day. I wanted the lunatic. I think he would have excelled in New York. Francesa said that because he's a nutcase, he would have crumbled. I think he would have excelled. I think him being that kind of lunatic, like that Yasiel Puig type lunatic. Oh, he's a like, different type of lunatic than Yasiel Puig. No, no, no. Yasiel both- Puig plays baseball because he just thinks like there's always an opportunity for a brawl to break out. <laughs> Trevor Bauer is just a crazy person. Like, yeah. he's just like he just thinks weird things. Like he, like in high school, he definitely never had interesting conversations with people because he was just out there. Yasiel Puig the, is like a normal. I think RPM. Yasiel Puig is a normal dude who loves to fight people. And he's just like, I am just happened to hit the ball far, and I could throw a baseball really far, too. So you know what? I could also fight and play baseball. It Why gives, not do it both? It gives me a forum to fight in a real you know, environment. And I, I only get do suspended box. for like three games, so it's great. Yeah. You know? and, and the cops aren't going to break up the fight. And my teammates walk would, away. And I make millions of dollars, so I just pay the fine, and it's like not even that big of a deal. It was like, who was that boxer who before that fight was like, yeah, I like boxing because it's the only sport where you're allowed to kill somebody in the ring. Oh, my God. That's uh, such a weird thing Deontay, to say. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that's such, a, that's such he's a He's like, he's like it's the only say. sport that you could kill somebody and get away with it. Could you imagine me? And he kicked the shit out of the guy he fought that weekend. Yeah, no, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not. I'm out. I'm out of the fight. I think he has like some absurd amount of knockouts, too. Like, it's not even fair. Yeah, because like, he's trying to kill everybody. He's from New York. I think he might be from the Bronx. I can't remember. But he's just... No. Listen, he's trying to kill everyone. A knockout is a disappointment to him. Every other fighter is trying to attain the knockout. He's trying to attain death. I'd still let him punch me in the face for, like, money if someone offered it up, but it had to be the right amount. But I'd let him punch me in the face. How much? How much are we talking? Put a number on it. How much? It's probably not even that much, honestly, if we get down to it. If someone's, like, $200,000, I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> I was going to say punch me right in I was going to say 20000 very low. I mean, again, it all depends. If I'm like, well, that clears off most of my student loans, so 
Maybe we double that. So I'd probably double that. Yeah, but that. also consider that when he punches you in the face, he's not trying to just hit you really hard. He's trying to murder you. I know. He has to wear a glove, though. He can't bare knuckle do it. I, well, I still think there's I, a I know. chance he, he I mean, there's a pro- there's a it's realistic that he could murder me, yes. You're getting whiplash for sure. I mean, that guy just died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. two boxers died. Yeah, two. Like, not, a good, not a good couple of weeks for boxing. Thank bad God look. this isn't a boxing podcast. No, it's our a break, bad pro- Our break would have been perfectly timed. I can't believe Deontay Wilder never happened. Yeah. Deontay Wilder hasn't killed a person, but two people died. That probably really keeps him up at night. It's probably his goal now, honestly. I mean, it was always his goal. Yeah. Oh, and Troy Tulowitzki retired. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. He got, he was getting the Jacoby Ellsbury treatment, which is not as much money where they were just like, yeah, you're hurt. So do they pay, do they pay him the rest of his contract? Uh, we don't have to pay him because the Blue Jays are paying him, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, how, probably I don't know came, how it worked out. They probably came to a buyout agreement, if I had to imagine. Uh, I don't know how the retirement actually works, but the Blue Jays for sure owe him all of their all of that money because they DFA'd him. Yeah, there's so. probably ways that he gets most of it because he can cite injuries and be like, I can't play just because he has a, a laundry list of injuries he's had in his career. Yeah. And, he could just be like, it's over. So I'm sure there's, I'm sure the Players Association has it all figured out, the union or yeah. whatnot. Well, he got to live out his dream of playing for the Yankees briefly. Whoa, Very one quickly. ticket, two beers, 22 bucks? Is that what they're doing to get people to show up in Chicago? Dude, might be fucking easier just to buy a plane ticket and go there. Might be cheaper than buying a ticket for Yankee Stadium now. Well, let's find out. Oh, Yankee Stadium is so expensive. I forgot how far Yankee Stadium actually is from our apartment. As yesterday, I went to the game right after work yesterday. I got there nice and early. It wasn't even that long of a game. It didn't feel that long. But it just the way that, that the subway worked out and the train home, like, I didn't get home until 1.30 yesterday. Oh, the trains are miserable. I know. And I didn't get home until 1.30. The game ended at like 11. Maybe yeah, not even yeah. earlier. I think it was like 10.30 that the game yeah, ended. Yeah, because you got to get down sub- from the Bronx. You got to go all the way through uptown. Yeah. And come down to Midtown. Oh, and it was brutal. Doing that for a day Brutal. game isn't bad. I did it for a day game, and it was nice. It was on a Sunday, so we w- went to a bar right by Penn and watched football. And like we missed a couple of trains on purpose, and then just caught like the next one. Yeah, that wasn't bad. It was a but a night game in the middle of the week. It's a disaster. It was. It was uh, yesterday's game. They lost to the Diamondbacks. It was just. It was a brutal game. We scored two runs. One was on a solo home run from Tyler Wade, which I did not expect to see. And actually, my buddy Matt was sitting next Matt to me. Matt called it, didn't he? He didn't call it. He said, if Tyler Wade hits a home run right now, I will never say anything bad about him again. And I can't even stress how little amount of time was between the end of that sentence and the crack of Tyler Wade's bat. And you knew right off the bat. It was only like four rows deep, but as soon as he hit it, I was like, that's gone. It was Matt. like when I called the home run, Mets versus Phillies, except the home run actually happened. When yeah. I said it doesn't matter when the ball won't stay in the ballpark, and then and crack, yeah, it was crack, actually like, happening while you were saying it. Yeah, that was incredible. You can't you can't even make up that time. You can't make up moments like that. You couldn't try like if you sat there and tried all game to like predict something like that. Yeah, even something do. even something normal like oh I bet he's gonna ground out to first. I ah, grounded out to second. Yeah, like Son as it's ha- like as you're saying it, it starts happening too, and you feel it. You get that like you're like oh my god. It's fucking happening right now. Yeah. Like you watch football, and you're like, "Well, here comes the pick six. Boom, and it happens right there." And you're like, "Called it." But either way, it was a boring game. That I will say though, that dude Taylor Clark has some nasty shit. 
a mid nineties fastball, a good curveball. He had good shit. He's got terrible ERA. He's like a bad pitcher. Yeah, I was he, gonna say he's yo, ERA's pretty up there, right? No, he was a bad pitcher, but he's got good stuff. No, it's just going back to Sonny Gray. You can have all the stuff in the world, but if you throw it right over the middle, it's not gonna matter. This guy's having a blast. Is that the Ham Porter Hawaiian shirt? No, it's I uh, have Chicago seen that all over the place. He's I got love a straw that hat shit. on. It's like a bucket almost. It's, I saw almost, people, it's almost like he's wearing it the wrong way, I guess. Maybe. I guess it's a rally cap. I, don't I know. saw people in the Jumbotron oh, yesterday. Is it, is it Luau night? Uh, I don't know. Well, it's definitely not Aloha Friday. But I, I saw know. people in the Jumbotron yesterday. It was a couple, and one of them had a Hawaiian shirt with Ham Porter on it, and the other one had a Hawaiian shirt with Wendy Peppercorn on it. It was just couples who dressed together. This guy's had It's just the cheeseburger. I mean, there's got to be something going on. Is it like Jimmy Buffett night? The guy, one guy was wearing a shirt said Margaritaville. It's so got to be Jimmy know. Buffett night. Like Tommy Bahama night? Who knows? Is there a reason that Chicago would have a Jimmy Buffett night? Is there like a Jimmy Buffett concert after the game? I don't think Jimmy Buffett plays Chicago too much. I don't, I mean, I don't think Chicago <laughs> is a big yacht rock place. Yeah, maybe not. But still, I mean, wh- I, explain it. Explain this guy's wearing more. batting gloves behind, too. It doesn't make any sense. This guy like lives and breathes the team over here. He's just waiting for his shot. Need Marlins man there. I hate Marlins man. I hate him. Be careful. I hate him. Be careful. I'll say it. He is he is just the worst. Why is he everywhere? Why is he at all the games? And why does he have such a bright orange jersey? It's ugly. You also know he has like ten cats, right? He's got ten cats in his office. Yikes! Oh, you got to look up the tweet, dude. It's Big unbelievable. Yikes. This is just like like going back to when Derek they all Jeter have first. They all have names too. Well, I would just... hope they all have names. He doesn't just number them. Dude, they're but they're massive cats. They're not normal sized cats. They're like a special breed of cats that they get just enormous. So he just has like small jungle cats rolling around his office, and he points at them and goes, "You orange cat." They're, they're like thirty. They're like thirty pounds, thirty plus pounds. It's unbelievable. Pretty fat cat. How fat is Kit Kat? <sighs> um, I believe that is peak. He got to like twenty eight, but he was like just a, a normal sized cat that was fat. Yeah. And then Snowball, he got to like thirty three, I think, at one point. That we yeah, uh, we had to put the water and the food. The food was in the basement, and then the water had to be on the top floor, so they got exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Go up and down the stairs. You're just tricking the cats into exercise by yeah. refusing them sustenance. Not refusing them. Like, no, it but was always like, if you, hey, if you want to drink a water, our vet <laughs> said just separate so they at least have to move. So, yeah, if you want this drink of water, you're going to have to work for it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's two flights of stairs to climb. But um, also along Yankees news, Luke Voigt went down with a core injury. It's a sports hernia. And they're still trying to decide whether they're going to try to treat it day to day or if he's going to get surgery, which would leave him out six weeks. Someone but, else followed him onto the IL today too, right? Or yesterday? Somebody else did. I felt like. I uh, called, oh, called um, the infielder and someone yeah, else. David went Hale. On. David That's Hale right. went on the IL too. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what he had, but Hale's been shockingly decent for us in his role. Mm-hmm. Like he's just that's that's why we really needed to get another reliever because the way it's work, the way it's looking right now is that the playoff roster. The rotation is probably going to be Sevy as an opener, 
sort of not not an opener per se, but like he's going to get two times through the lineup, maybe unless he struggles, obviously, in which case he'll get taken out early. But a lot of your guys are only going to get two times through the lineup. I would only give Domingo Herman two times through the lineup. Paxton, I think I would let him go if he was throwing well. And Tanaka can do whatever he wants as long as he's throwing well. But like that's your four pitchers. You're only using four pitchers. And you have CC and Hap in the bullpen. I don't think Hap will make the postseason roster. I don't think they're going to be able to keep CC off. I think that would just be ridiculous. Like you're going to tell me last year Stephen Tarpley had a playoff spot for one game. Like you're going to tell me he can't be the long reliever who's just doing mop-up duty in a blowout. He might not pitch a single game, but you're going to have him on the roster. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he found any playing time, really. But yeah. Hap, I mean, unless he shows something this, these last couple of months, which I highly doubt. But, yeah. but then I don't, want, I don't want David Hale or Luis Sessa on the – well, it's too late now, but I didn't want them on the playoff roster. I don't want any situation where there's like a game that's still kind of within reach. Like we might be down three runs. Who knows? And I don't want Luis Sessa coming into that game. Would have been a perfect spot for Joe Harvey, but. Well, I, I know we love Joe Harvey, but. <laughs> he would have excelled. It's just a guy who thrives under pressure. Joe Harvey. Yeah, it's the just doc. your average Joe who's just happy to be there. What else do we have along Yankee News? I didn't actually write anything down for this because I was just expecting to go off on the trade deadline for a solid hour. And as it turns out, nothing happened. We didn't do anything. So there's just, there's just nothing. Just a lot of questions that we'll never get answers to. Yeah. A lot of people. I can't stop thinking. Yankees Twitter is just rolling through my brain still. Because of all, I had to I had to go back and write a new dumb Twitter takes article. I really wanted to retire that because every time I write that, it just brings negativity into my life, which I was trying to cut that out. But I just I couldn't do it. Once I saw people like seriously considering trading Glaber Torres, it wasn't they weren't even good trades. Someone was like Matt Boyd from Detroit. He has a really good K walk ratio. We need to do whatever it takes, even if it means trading Glaber. I'm like, you really want to trade Glaber for Matt Boyd straight up? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Then what happens next year where Ashella and Duhar and LeMahieu all suck? I well, LeMahieu's the greatest hitter of all time, so let's let's cool it there, sir. I'm just saying. Like, what are the ch- like, what are the chances he's had like I think people are just I don't they never think long term. They always think right here in the moment uh-huh. now, which I get the win now mentality. I totally understand that. But they don't cost. think about that with the prospects because Everyone wants to say Brian Cashman's hugging prospects. He doesn't want to give up all these guys. But it's not just about hugging prospects. It's about not overpaying and depleting the farm system so that the next opportunity you get where you say, oh, this really good pitcher just became available because this team is now – we're looking to next year. We still have Garcia in AAA. He's lighting up AAA. We're saying, oh, look at this. This ace is available because this team – Max Scherzer, let's say. The Nationals are in the shitter. They need to get rid of Scherzer. They need to rebuild. All of a sudden, we have top prospects that we can offer to them. That's what happened with Trevor Bauer. We wanted Trevor Bauer. We just got outbid. The Cleveland Indians fleeced, fleeced the Padres and the Reds in that trade. I'm like legitimately scared of the Indians now. I think they have a legitimately good team. I I would bet the house that they win the Central now. The Twins, all they really did was add Sergio Romo. They didn't make the big splash move either. Yeah. So, 
And it's going to be an interesting last couple of months this season. And the Indians are going to get Kluber and Carrasco back. And then, then we're back to the same thing with the Astros, where you have a five-game ALDS series. And in three of those games, it's not as bad as seeing Cole Verlander, Granke, but you're going to be seeing Kluber, Carrasco, Bieber, Clevenger. Like, they have really good arms, and now they have offense. So it's just, uh, I'm really nervous about the rotation. I'm just going to say it. I don't think we have the kind of rotation that succeeds in the postseason because we have got the, definitely any, not anybody can give you a quality start, but I feel uncomfortable going into the postseason with a guy like, yeah, like uh, Domingo Herman, he can give you five, five innings in the playoffs of two run ball, but the guy on the other side is going to give you seven of run run ball. So you're going to, you're going to have to go against the bullpen. You're going to figure something out. I don't like not having a guy that I feel it's going to force you to use guys in situations that you don't want to use them in. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable not having a guy that I can count on to go seven shutout innings on a really good day. Like Paxton and Tanaka both have that in them. It's there, but they just don't show it very often. They have that kind of stuff. I think Paxton's got to use his fastball less too. He's using his fastball more than anybody in Major League Baseball, which is great, but everybody can hit a fastball. Like that's your best pitch, throw it, but everyone can hit a fastball. Mix it up a little, please. And you're not locating it either. Like that's why he's getting knocked around. And I can't have my pitchers getting knocked around in October. I can't do it again, Rob. I can't have it. I hear you. There's gonna be three years in a row we get knocked out of the playoffs. I can't can't allow it. First decade since the '80s that the Yankees won't have a World Series if we're going this way. Very true. Did not think of that actually. Not even a not even a World Series appearance. Yep. Not even a World Series appearance. 2009 was the last time. Ten years ago was the last time the New York Yankees were in the World Series. And I really want to believe. I think the offense, the offense is obviously there. We still haven't even seen the death lineup. We haven't had the entire lineup play a single game this year because of all the injuries, which has been fine because guys like Cameron Maben and Gio Urshela come up and they're just they're good. It's like nothing, nothing bad. And the Sockman. And Talkman the Sockman. He is on a roll since getting called up from London. Talkman, yeah, baby. Like, I think they put Brett Gardner on the IL honestly because Talkman was playing so good. Like, if if Brett, I totally forgot about Brett Gardner. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. I'm sorry, Allison. <laughs> totally forgot about him. Yeah, they put Brett Gardner on the IL. Not be, like he needed the IL stint, but they would have kept him on the team if Talkman was hitting like May Talkman, which is like, oh, he'll he'll give you a good glove, but he's not going to give you anything at the plate. But no, he's hitting well over 300 since the London series. So even if Brett Gardner was not injured, he wouldn't be playing. So you might as well just put him on the I.L., let him rest up. Yeah, a little tingle fingers. Tingle fingers. Yeah, a little tingle fingers. And CC has his, has his second knee I.L. stint that we all knew was coming. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a third one right before the playoff, like mid-September, and just get a quick 10-day in, maybe only miss one start. But just gear up. Not that I think CC's going to be pitching in the playoffs very long anyway. <laughs> Very true. But, oh well. I think that pretty much wraps it up. I've been, yeah. I've been getting, yeah, I've been getting all my days confused because I'm doing the post games again now. So I feel like all the news that I would talk about here, I'm now just writing out, and I can't remember what I said and what I didn't say anymore. I really need to start writing stuff down. That'd no, make my that makes us organized. Easier. We don't need that. Yeah, well, this is definitely the most unorganized one we've ever did. It took us like half an hour to even mention the Yankees today. 
Maybe we were just scared. Scared of talking about the Yankees? Yeah. Not doing anything. That's fair. Oh, well. Oh, speak, speaking of the Yankees, one last thing. Uh, if Clint Frazier doesn't come up for Luke Voigt, we're only looking for a DH. He didn't. What? He didn't. Who did they bring up? They called up somebody else. Start, last name starts with a V. Oh, I, I, don't, I think that was temporary. I think if Luke Voigt goes on the ILIL, I think they're going to call up Clint. Well, it said the one I ran, he was on the 10-day IL. And they pulled yeah, but there. but it's like the ten day aisle. Like if he gets the surgery, they're not. I understand that, but why would they just call Clint Frazier up right away then? I don't sure. know. Right? I think they they should have. Maybe they want to judge I, how well, bad. When I was reading the tweet, I was like, "Well, they're going to say they bought up Clint Frazier, but yeah, you don't. I I don't think. I don't know what Clint's options situation is, but I think off the top of my head, I would guess that you don't want to burn one of his options if Luke Voigt's only going to be out for seven games. Like if they do treat it day yeah, to day, you don't. But if if Luke Voigt does go on the, if he gets the surgery, he's going to be out for six weeks. So, yeah, I guess you if, just move DJ over the first, right? Well, you have Encarnacion can play first. True. You know what? I learned listening to Susan Wellman on the radio today. Gio Urshela played first every single day in winter ball this summer or this winter. He played first every single day. See, they were just trying. Well, was he he's on the Yankees baseman. then? He was on the Yankees then, right? Or no? No, no, no. He was. It, this well, was, was he in the Yankees system. No, we got him earlier this yeah, season. Mid- got him in the spring. Yeah, for cash. We got him for cash. That's Gio Urshela. I think it was like $25,000. We got him for literally nothing. And look what he's done for us. There's talks. I'm honestly, this is going to be a bit of a hot take. I don't think I'd even be that upset if we traded Miguel Andujar anymore. Just because I know, like, I trust Gio in what he, like, the work that he puts in at third base and what he's done with his hitting. I think it's sustainable. And even if it's not, DJ LeMay, you can play in everyday third base. Yeah, but how much longer is DJ going to be playing for? He's only like 30. I know, but how old is Andujar? Oh, Andujar, 23 now? Yeah. Maybe. So it's just, you would think that Andujar is only his going into his prime and yeah, well, I'm not saying, coming, out, coming out the other side. Yeah, I'm not saying like trade Andujar for nothing, but if he was involved in, say, a Marcus Stroman deal, not that I don't think it would work there because they have Vladdy Jr., but maybe Trevor Bauer. I don't know. Whoever it was, if he was involved in a big pitching trade, I'm I think sure he was proposed that. in a lot of the trades. Yeah, I'm sure they they definitely dangled him out there. They were like, well, let's see, you know, what does Miguel Andujar net us right now? His trade value is at an all time low because of the injury and because everybody knows about the defense. But yep. what are you going to do? All right, that'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, might have some big news coming next week. We'll see.